0: Talk to the sky, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Zayn, collectively known as Soap Helen, or STU! SCU. This is Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the worst podcast I've ever been on. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot. Today is Monday, October the 28th. Uh, Getting the show out a little bit late this week. I wasn't able to record yesterday, but uh, yeah, thanks thanks to everybody for understanding and uh, for tuning in and listening and subscribing on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, CastBox, iHeartRadio, wherever you find your podcasts, as well as YouTube. Uh, thanks to everybody for uh, following on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and LinkedIn. On all of those, you can find the show at Catch, Hook, Shoot. Head over to uh, Patreon.com slash shoot for uh, all your bonus content and free merchandise. we got three different tiers over there with different benefits on each one. So go to Patreon.com slash shoot to check that out. And head to ProWrestlingTees.com slash shoot for uh, all your t-shirt needs and uh, pick up a shirt and help support the show. And if you ever want to shoot me an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. So before we get into all the um, news and rumors and crazy goings on from this week in pro wrestling, let's kick things off with the match of the week. All right, so the match of the week this week comes from uh, Impact's uh, Bound for Glory pay-per-view last week, which I was at uh, live. Uh, it was a, a great show from Impact. Um, I mean, you know, I- Impact has a, a great roster, a talent. Um, I think a lot of people uh, just kind of tuned out from Impact just because of, uh, you know, their past... Uh, Missteps and things like that. We'll put it that way, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely, you know, if you haven't watched Impact in a while, definitely check it out. They're starting on Access TV uh, this week on Tuesday, so you know, give give Impact another chance because I think you'll find they have greatly improved over the last couple of years. But the match of the week this week is from Bound for Glory, and it was the uh, the five way. Uh, X Division ladder match for the uh, for the X Division Championship. Uh, winner of this match and uh, the new X Division champion is uh, Ace Austin. But uh, yeah, this was just uh, a ridiculous match. The five people in the match were Jake Crist, who was a champion going into the match, Tessa Blanchard, Ace Austin, uh, Ace Romero, uh, who's a brand new signee to Impact, and uh, Daga. And there were just some crazy, crazy spots uh, that you'd come to expect from from a ladder match, but uh, yeah, they uh, they really teased Tessa Blanchard winning the title, which is what what I was hoping for uh, going into the match. But Ace Austin ended up uh, taking the victory and winning the X Division title, which. I mean, it, it works out because he's had this uh, rivalry going with Eddie Edwards for a while, and Eddie Edwards actually won the uh, first match of the show, which was a uh, uh, call-your-shot gauntlet match. The winner winner of the match uh, basically gets a, a title shot in any championship of their choosing, so now Eddie Edwards has... You know, pretty much free reign to uh, challenge Ace Austin for the X Division title anytime he wants. So it definitely works into that storyline. Um, I'm sure everybody's seen by now the uh, huge, no pun intended, uh, spot off of the ladder from Ace Romero. Um, yeah, it was up, uh, up on the ladder going for the belt and uh, t- uh, got pushed off by Tessa Blanchard. Tessa pushed the ladder over. And St. Saint, Saint Ace over the top rope, out of the ring, through a table. It was just a, a crazy, crazy spot. But uh, yeah, if, uh, if you have not checked out the uh, the Bound for Glory pay-per-view from last week from Impact, definitely at least uh, try to check out this ladder match because it was definitely one to watch and was, was my favorite match of the week. So I'm going to switch things up a little bit this week. I know I usually hit the WWE news first thing off on the show, but I'm going to Save that for a little bit later because there's a lot of stuff to go through. And plus with the Crown Jewel event coming up this week, uh, we're going to save WWE for the end of the show this time. So let's get into some uh, some AEW news. We had uh, uh, this past week on Dynamite the, uh, the finals of the Tag Team Championship tournament were set. So the finals is going to be SCU versus Lucha Brothers to crown the first AEW World Tag Team Champions. Um, kind of hard to pick in this one. I mean, uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of SCU. Also, a huge fan of the Lucha Brothers, and either one would be a viable, viable tag team champions. But uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say my pick for this one would be the Lucha Brothers. So we'll uh, we'll find out this Wednesday on Dynamite who the first tag champs are going to be. Uh, also saw an interesting segment between uh, the Inner Circle and uh, Cody. Dustin Rhodes, MJF, and Diamond Dallas Page made an appearance. Uh, Cody was in the ring, was supposed to make a special announcement, and uh, kept getting heckled by Chris Jericho, who was up in a luxury box. And, uh, you know, so Cody went out after him, and Jericho kept saying, oh, it's four on one, you're not going to come up here. And, of course, out came Dustin and MJF and DDP, made their way up to the luxury box, and uh, just started an all-out brawl in the... uh, in the luxury box and in the concourse area and in the, uh, into the uh, the ice cream vendors and things like that. So it was uh, definitely an entertaining spot and helped to build the uh, rivalry between Cody and Jericho going into the full gear pay-per-view coming up on November the 9th. Uh, also saw another video package for uh, uh, the impending debut of Wardlow. Now, I, uh, I know I said on the show I was hoping he would have debuted last week on Dynamite because they were in Pittsburgh, his hometown, Um, but uh, they did show another video package. Apparently Wardlow was in the building based on uh, some of his uh, posts on social media, but haven't, uh, haven't debuted him yet. So I'm wondering, you know, I'm thinking they might, they probably have something big planned for his debut. I mean, he's really the only new star that they're hyping up like this. Um, so I, I'm thinking they've got something big in store for him. Maybe we'll see him make his debut one way or another at uh, at full gear at the pay per view. Who knows? Uh, also saw Brandy Rhodes in the um in the locker room area uh, take out Jamie Hader uh, after uh, a match that Hader had with uh, with Britt Baker. Uh, Hader did uh did lose in that match and was supposed to be getting interviewed backstage and uh Brandy just kind of came up from behind and took her out so uh, now Brandy has posted on social media she's not going to be accompanying Cody to the ring anymore that she needs to be more focused i'm thinking that probably means more focused on wrestling so we may start seeing Brandy a little bit more in the uh, in the ring in the women's division in AEW. Uh, the main event of Dynamite last week was Jon Moxley versus PAC. And uh, ended up going to a time limit draw You know, great match And if you watch the uh, the extended version Of Dynamite that was shown on, uh, on Friday You got to see a little bit of the goings on After the match uh, Pac was uh, looking like he was going to take out Moxley uh, Basically wrapped a chair around his head And, you know, was preparing to uh, do something Either come off the ropes and stomp it Basically, you know, acting like he was going to break Moxley's neck And uh, uh, interestingly enough Kenny Omega made the save for Moxley. Now, of course, I think everybody knows they have their match coming up at full gear. So the explanation for that being that, you know, uh, Kenny wants Moxley at 100%. They already had to postpone the match once because of uh, an injury from for Moxley. So, you know, basically I'm pretty sure the story there is uh, going going to be, you know, Kenny... Uh, doesn't want anything disrupting this uh, this match coming up. And then as Pac was exiting the arena, was confronted by Hangman Page. So uh, that rivalry, definitely not done with. And Page laid down another challenge for a rematch with Pac for uh, for full gear. So it looks like we're going to see that one again. Definitely no complaints there. The two of them put on a really good match last time. And uh, Pac's still undefeated in AEW, so I would assume if they keep going with that, and if, uh, I mean, it it would appear that Pac is a full-time member of AEW at this point, um, you know, hopefully that's the case. His matches have been great to this point, and uh, like I said, he's undefeated, so I would think he'd be worked into the world title picture coming up somewhere here soon since the... uh, you know they go by the wins and losses in AEW, so uh, it'd be interesting to see where where they're going with uh, with Pac going moving forward. Uh, it was also announced this past week that uh, AEW has signed British boxer Anthony Ogogo. Um, this was done during the uh, Southside Wrestling show that uh, AEW kind of stepped up and uh, uh, sent some talent over there when WWE pulled. Uh, All of their contracted talent from the show. Uh, So uh, and basically, the way that this was announced, uh, Cody Rhodes himself said, "You know, he's uh, um, it's their first developmental project. So you know, he's not going to be thrown, you know, right into main events and things like that. But the guy is an Olympic medalist and um, apparently has been training uh, in wrestling. So this will this will be." Uh, AEW's first attempt at producing a quote-unquote homegrown talent, so I, I'm definitely interested to see where this is going to go, um, and a lot of people, you know, uh, making comparisons and uh, having issues with this, saying that, oh, you know, it's um, people are uh, complaining about Tyson Fury, Uh, signing with WWE, but the, you know, uh, AEW signing Anthony Agogo is okay. Well, there's there's a bit of a difference there, guys. Number one, Tyson Fury has not signed a full-time contract with WWE. This is a one-off appearance, kind of like Floyd Mayweather had a few years ago. And, uh, you know, um AEW, they're not paying Anthony Agogo fifteen million dollars for a one-off appearance like WWE is doing with Tyson Fury, and they're not putting him straight into a main event match against the top guy, or in a uh, a, um, a world title match for his first match with the company like. Uh, like WWE has done with uh, with Kane Velasquez. So, you know, people are going to continue to try to make these kind of comparisons. And, you know, it goes both ways. I mean, you know, the, the AEW fans and WWE fans, the people who have decided to choose sides, it, it's just, uh, yeah, it gets very, very tiring to see this back and forth online. You know, it's like, just let people enjoy what they want to enjoy and be done with it. But, you know, whatever. It is what it is, like I always say. Uh, moving on to some... Uh <clears throat> <clears throat> Excuse me, some new Japan news. Uh New Japan announced they are starting a new subsidiary at New Japan Pro Wrestling America. So uh yeah, it looks like they're uh they're gonna be starting up uh, a more consistent uh American promotion. Uh kinda kinda a la how WWE does uh you know, uh has started up NXT in the UK. Um you know, New Japan starting up in, uh, in the U S. So I'm, I'm interested to see, I mean, they already have their dojo in LA. So I, I'm curious to see, you know, how this is going to go. Are they going to have a TV deal other than the, uh, the access TV deal, or maybe they're going to have a second, second show on access during the week. That's going to be, you know, for, uh, for New Japan America. But, uh, obviously this is still in the early stages. It was just announced, uh, this past week. So we'll have to see where it goes, but definitely, uh, definitely exciting, you know, uh, you know, just another uh, another wrestling company to, company to uh, to watch, and hopefully even more wrestling content for for all of us fans. So that's never a bad thing. Uh, some Ring of Honor news had a, uh, a big heel turn apparently with Ring of Honor, and I haven't uh, all I've seen of this is uh, just what's been said online and things like that. But apparently Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham have turned heel, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, Jay Lethal, you know, definitely uh, definitely makes a good heel. Jonathan Jonathan Gresham. I think this is going to be something good to elevate him. The fact that, you know, him and Lethal are partners definitely is a a boost for Gresham. Gresham, I've said before, I think is probably the best technical wrestler in the world right now. So, uh, you know, the fact that he's being featured prominently on uh, Ring of Honor is great. But, uh, yeah, apparently Lethal and Gresham turned heel, put a beat down on the Briscoes, left them bloody. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to... I think I'm going to be paying a little bit, a little bit closer, closer attention to uh, what's going on with Ring of Honor because it sounds like it's, uh, you know, it's definitely an interesting development. Uh, moving on to Impact, like I said, Bound for Glory was last week. Um, you know, some of the some of the results. Eddie Edwards, as I said, won the Call Your Shot Gauntlet match, so he gets a shot at whatever championship he wants. I'm thinking he's going to be going after Ace Austin because there's already a built-in uh, storyline there with the the existing feud those two had. Um, Brian Cage defended or d- defeated Sammy Callahan and uh, retained the impact world championship um, talking about heel turns again we saw a heel turn from Rob Van Dam turned on Rhino during the uh, triple threat tag team match for the impact tag team titles so uh, impact this week should be uh, should be interesting to watch we'll have to see uh, you know what RVD has to say about that uh, tie of Valkyrie retained the the uh, Impact Knockouts Championship over to Neil Dashwood, and, uh, yeah, it was just, it was, it was a good pay-per-view, uh, it was, um, you know, it was cool to be there live, I hadn't been to an Impact show in a long time, uh, oh yeah, uh, we also saw the return of, uh, Ken Shamrock, um, you could tell he was a little bit rusty, hadn't been in a wrestling ring in a while, but uh, put on a good show. I mean, the guy's in his 50s. He looks to be in phenomenal shape. Um, you know, can still uh, still do some pretty, some pretty good stuff in the ring, but ultimately he was defeated by Moose, and uh, I guess he's supposed to be making uh, some type of announcement or address this coming week on impact addressing his, uh, his future in wrestling. But, uh, yeah, overall it was a, it was a good pay-per-view. The only issue I had was not with the matches or with impact. It was the venue, uh, the odium here in Chicago, just, uh, I, it was, uh, not very well organized by the venue as far as the seating and, uh, you know, where you could sit, where you couldn't sit, if you had uh general admission seating, which is what I had. But, uh, you know, like I said, that's not on impact that's on the venue. Um, it just wasn't very well organized and they weren't, uh, you know, you had people just kind of standing in the aisles and, um, you know, made it, uh, from where I was sitting, made it a little bit uh, difficult to see and, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, as far as the actual wrestling went, you know, I thought it was a, a good, good pay-per-view by Impact. Uh, moving into some MLW news, they've announced that they will be having their first uh, women's division match coming up on uh, their November the 9th. Uh, TV taping, and it's going to be their first women's signee, uh, Zeta Zhang, taking on uh, the quote-unquote Spider Lady. Now, for those of you guys that aren't familiar, Spider Lady was uh, kind of an alter ego of the fabulous Moolah back in the day. It was a gimmick that she used when WWE wanted to take the championship off of Wendy Richter uh, back in the eighties in what was known as, uh, the original screw job. You know, this was before the Montreal screw job. Uh, Wendy Richter had a title defense. She was taking on this, uh, spider lady under a mask and everything. And, uh, you know, basically, uh, kind of went the same way as the, uh, the Montreal screw job. You know, Wendy Richter got caught with a quick pin, uh, you know, had, uh, had her, you know, shoulder off the mat. She was quick counted. Um, you know, but the referee made the count anyway, gave the title to the Spider Lady. Wendy Richter pulled the mask off of her, and it was the Fabulous Moolah. So that, uh, um, that's where the uh, the Spider Lady gimmick comes from. So I'm interested to see who it's going to be in uh, in MLW. So we'll, we'll find that out on November the 9th. Um, talking about MLW, they've got their very first uh, full-on pay-per-view event coming up on... Uh, Uh, This coming Saturday, it's called Saturday Night Super Fight on November the 2nd, and um, great lineup for this show so far. It was just announced today, Uh, Low-Key is going to be taking on Brian Pillman Jr. That match should be insane with those two guys. Uh, Then you've got Gino Medina taking on Airwolf. Um, Airwolf is is another one to watch. As much as I've talked about uh, Wardlow, you know, going to AEW. Uh, if there's one guy, I think to watch for down the line in MLW, it's going to be Airwolf. He, He's—I uh, want to say—he's like 19 years old, and I mean, he's already you know very, very good in the ring. So he's only going to get better. Uh, then we've got Savio Vega taking on Leo Bryan, uh, three-way tag team match: Contra Unit versus the Spirit Squad versus Dominic Garini and uh, Douglas James. Uh, Zen Shi taking on uh, Iho de la Park. Jimmy Havoc versus Mance Warner in a Stairway to Hell match. Apparently, it's basically a ladder match where uh, it's supposed to be, I guess, a roll of barbed wire hanging above the ring. The first person to get to, he gets to use it. Now, with uh, Jimmy Havoc and Mance Warner, God only knows how that barbed wire is going to get used. Uh, then we've got a six-man tag team match, the team of Injustice, which is Jordan Oliver, Coto Brazil, and Myron Reed, taking on Gringo Loco, Puma King, and Septimo Dragon. Uh, the dynasty MJF and Richard Holiday defending the tag team title against uh, Ross and Marshall Von Eric Really looking forward to this one. I'm, I'm a big fan of the uh, of the Von Erics so I'm um, I'm actually pulling pulling for them in this one. I want to see the Von Erics with the tag titles. Then we've got uh, uh, Filthy Tom Lawler taking on Timothy Thatcher. Um, Alexander Hammerstone defending the national openweight championship against Davy Boy Smith Jr. Uh, I, I think it's time to pull the trigger on Davy Boy Smith Jr. and give him a title run with the uh, the national openweight championship personally. So that's who I'm picking for this one. Uh, Teddy Hart defending the middleweight championship against Austin Aries. Um, I mean that match alone. You know, could could steal the whole show, and then for the world heavyweight championship, Jacob Fatu defending against L.A. Park. So uh, a good good lineup for for MLW's first pay per view. Very uh, very stacked lineup. Now this uh, pay per view is taking place here in Chicago, uh, in Cicero, actually, a suburb of Chicago. Uh, I was hoping to be able to be there, um, but uh, yeah, it just uh, doesn't look like that's going to happen. I was trying to get a, a media credential for it but uh just never never got an answer so um you know i'll have to um just catch it uh, catch it online so but anyway yeah like i said a, a stacked card for mlw's first ever pay-per-view so it should be a great show uh getting into some independent news here um a new uh, promotion in south africa called slam force africa crowned their first champions uh just this past weekend, uh, Celeste Bonin, formerly known as Caitlin in WWE is our first ever women's world champion and the first men's world champion is PJ black. So, uh, definitely some good picks there for, uh, for your first champions for a new company. So, um, that'll be interesting to, uh, interesting to watch going forward. And then, uh, it was also announced online, uh, amid a lot of stuff going on uh, online, which I will get into, but there's, uh, going to be a an event coming up WrestleMania weekend. Uh, it's called, uh, uh, GC it's GCW event. Uh, it's called for the culture and it's basically going to be, uh, an event for, uh, yeah, wrestlers of, uh, you know, wrestlers of color, you know, um, and you know what they're, uh, I guess the, uh, the tagline is for us by us. So, uh, you know, that, uh, I mean, that's, that's a huge announcement to my knowledge. It's the first, uh, first of its kind, which is, uh, kind of, and. I don't want to say surprising, but uh, it's long overdue. Put it that way. So um, yeah, that's that. I'll be curious to see what uh, what the card for that looks like. You know, I don't uh, I don't get a lot of uh, independent pay per view events just because you know there's only so many hours in the day. But this uh, this is one that I will probably want to check out. So I'll definitely be keeping up with this one and uh, it'll be one that I uh, definitely run down here on the show uh, because, uh, like I said, it's a a long time coming and long overdue, so, um, you know, definitely be uh, something something good to see. So, let's... uh Rewind a little bit here and get into the uh, WWE news for this week because there's quite a bit of it um, Going back to Raw last week, Drew McIntyre was announced as the final member of uh, Team Flair for the Crown Jewel event Which I'll break down that whole card here in, in a little bit coming up um, Saw a segment on uh, on Raw with Cain uh, Velasquez, Rey Mysterio, and Shelton Benjamin You know, Shelton coming out basically saying, oh, he," you know uh, he's Brock Lesnar's buddy and this and that, which they were tag team partners for a long time in uh, in developmental back in the day, known as the Minnesota Stretching Crew. Uh, and of course, they you know both went to uh, um, went to the same college, and um, Shelton Benjamin you know helped to train Brock Lesnar. So a lot of um, yeah, a lot of history there. Uh, but he uh, yeah, Shelton uh, ended up getting not really beat down, but uh, taught taught a little bit of a lesson by Kane Velasquez when Shelton was uh, getting in Rey Mysterio's face. I saw a uh, really good match between Seth Rollins and Humberto Carrillo. Um, You know, really did, uh, I think, did a lot to elevate Carrillo. Uh, Looks like hopefully they're going to be giving him a little bit of a push. He's, uh, you know, one of the ones I said was was a little bit of a surprise when they announced him as a draft pick on the air. I figured if, uh, you know... Um, along the same lines as like a Titus O'Neil, you know, somebody who doesn't hasn't been featured on television, you know, if they're going to make them part of the draft, it'd be like one of the supplemental picks that you hear about after the fact. But uh, yeah, put on put on a great match with Seth Rollins. I mean, Seth was victorious, obviously, he's the Universal Champion. But uh, yeah, great match with with them. So did a lot to I think boost uh, Humberto Carrillo. Uh, Street Profits finally had their match against the OC, which was supposed to be the previous week. Um, what I think everybody was under the impression it was going to be a six-man match with, like, a mystery partner for the Street Profits, but it ended up just being a straight tag team match, the Street Profits against uh, Gallows and Anderson with AJ Styles outside the ring. Then at the end of the match, we saw who their surprise uh, backup or whatever you want to call him was uh, ended up being Kevin Owens. So it looks like they're going to reignite the feud with uh, Kevin Owens and AJ Styles, which, you know, is always good to them put on great matches. So, no, you know, nothing... uh, Nothing big and surprising, but, you know, it's a, a good uh, good matchup, Kevin Owens and AJ Styles. Uh, Sunil Singh is your new 24-7 champion, defeated uh, R-Truth for that one. Uh, getting into some NXT news, Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox defeated uh, Marina Shafir and Jessamine Duke and earned themselves a women's tag team title match against the Kabuki Warriors for this week on, uh, on NXT. So that should be a great match. I mean, the Kabuki Warriors now have pretty much made... Uh, made a heel turn at this point, and uh, so it should uh, should be an interesting match. It'll be the first time the women's tag titles have been defended on NXT, I believe. Um, talking about heel turns, um, probably the biggest news out of uh, out of NXT, or at least out of the uh, the NXT TV show this week, was uh, Finn Balor turning heel, taking out Johnny Gargano. Um, yeah, I think I think that shocked a lot of lot of people, and then. Uh, you know he's being interviewed on the uh, WWE Backstage Show by Renee Young and Booker T, and uh, made the uh, made the comment the Prince is back, of course, referring to Prince Devitt, the original leader of the Bullet Club, who uh, you know uh, uh, that was uh, Finn Balor in a uh, previous life, so to speak. So uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of interesting things could happen here. It could go in a few directions. You know, is Balor part of the Undisputed Era? Uh, is he part of the OC? You know, is he going to be starting his own OC faction possibly in uh, in NXT? Wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be out of the question. I mean, you've got Adam Cole there, who was uh, uh, formerly a Bullet Club member, so uh, be be interesting to see where Balor is going to go. But I, my personal opinion, I think this is starting to build towards uh, NXT War Games, the uh, uh, the next uh, takeover event coming up. During Survivor Series weekend, which also will be here in Chicago, which I do have tickets for. I can't wait for that when it'll be my first uh, War Games event. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping, and this is just my own theory, but I'm hoping they're going to take it back to the original five on five format for War Games. And I'm thinking on one side, the five man team would be the Undisputed Era, you know, Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and uh, Finn Balor make up one side the other side you've got Tommaso Ciampa Johnny Gargano um probably Velveteen Dream he's had his issues with the Undisputed Era and for uh for the other two I I personally would like to see uh Matt Riddle as one of them I think that'd be a a good addition to that particular team and the fifth one I'm not uh not so sure yet. Not not a hundred percent on that one. So we'll have to have to see. But that, like I said, that's just my own theory, my own fantasy booking. That's what what I would like to see, or how the direction I would take it if I was uh, if I was the one booking it. But we'll have to see how it plays out on uh, on TV. Um, let's see some uh, some SmackDown news. We saw another segment with. Uh, Cain Velasquez and Rey Mysterio. Now we first saw them backstage with Rey Mysterio's son Dominic, just kind of talking, hanging out, whatever. And then when uh, it got to the in-ring segment, it was just Rey Mysterio and Cain Velasquez that came to the ring. So that right there kind of told you something was uh, something was up, since Dominic didn't come to the ring with them. And while Velasquez and Mysterio were in the ring talking, we cut to uh, a backstage shot of Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. And long story short, after a lot of back and forth, we see that uh, Lesnar. had has beaten down Rey Mysterio's son Dominic yet again? So uh, of course Velasquez and Mysterio hightailed it to the back. Of course, by that time Brock was gone. Uh, they've got Dominic in the uh, the medical room, taking care of him. And Brock attacks from behind, takes out Mysterio, and F5s Kane Velasquez on top of Dominic on top of the exam table. So they're really trying to uh, to build this build this one up, and that. Uh, that was that was pretty much the biggest part of uh, SmackDown. We had uh, another confrontation between Hogan and Flair on Miz TV. Uh, ended up having like a little six-man preview of the uh, the match that's going to be coming up at Crown Jewel um, of the of Team Hogan versus Team Flair. On uh, Hogan's side, you had uh, Roman Reigns, Shorty G, and Ali taking on uh, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, King Corbin, and. Uh, since nobody else from Team Team Flair is on SmackDown, the third member of that team was Cesaro. Uh, Ali ended up getting the pin on Cesaro in this match, so they're they're really they seem to be trying to elevate Ali back to uh, you know where he was prior to his injury when Kofi Kingston had to step in and you know just got uh, skyrocketed to uh, to the championship. So hopefully, you know Ali's going to be getting that uh, that push that uh, that he was getting before. Um, so let me run down. Uh, the, uh, the Crown Jewel card, as it stands so far, of course, that's coming up this Thursday on Halloween. I uh, just talked about uh, Team Hogan versus Team Flair. Now, Team Hogan is Roman Reigns, Rusev, Ricochet, Shorty G, and Ali. Um, and uh, Team Flair is Randy Orton, King Corbin, Bobby Lashley, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Drew McIntyre. So the size advantage definitely goes to Team Flair. I mean, other than Shinsuke Nakamura, you've got some, uh, some big, you know, heavy hitters in there, and even Nakamura, he's not a small guy, but, you know, he's smaller than, like, a Randy Orton or a Drew McIntyre, but, uh, so Team Flair definitely has a size advantage, um, but, uh, Team Hogan, I think they've, uh, you know, got the speed and, uh, and technical advantage, I would say, between, uh, um, and also the high-flying advantage between you know Rusev and and Shorty G and uh, with the uh, you know the ground game and Ricochet and Ali with the uh, the high-flying game. Uh, so it's I mean on paper it's a, it sounds like a good match. I know a lot of people are kind of soured on the idea of the crown jewel events in general just because of the whole Saudi Arabia connection, uh, and and rightfully so. I mean you know I'm not uh, I'm not going to criticize people who uh, um, you know take a stand against. WWE running shows in, uh, in Saudi Arabia. Um, but anyway, the uh, rest of that card breaks down like this. We've got Braun Strowman taking on Tyson Fury, uh, Brock Lesnar versus Cain Velasquez, and this is for the WWE Championship. Um, I don't see Brock losing the title. I don't see Cain Velasquez winning the title, his first match out, and you really don't, don't see title changes at these Crown Jewel events. I mean, as big as they are, as much as they're hyped up, it's pretty much, you know, a, a glorified house show. Is what it is. You don't see any big, huge developments. Um, and we've got uh, Mansoor taking on Cesaro. And Mansoor, of course, is the uh, the Saudi um, wrestler who won the uh, the Battle Royal at the last Crown Jewel event. So you know he's one they tend to feature during these Saudi Arabia uh, events, just because he is. Uh, he is Saudi himself, so of course, you know, he's the the hometown hero So they're gonna they're gonna feature him prominently in these events uh, then we've got a uh, uh, What they're calling the WWE World Cup, uh, it's a tag-team turmoil match um, Yeah, the New Day the Viking Raiders heavy machinery lucha house party Kurt um, Hawkins and Zack Ryder the revival the OC Ziegler and rude and the B team all, you know going at it for the uh, for the WWE World Cup So I'm sure that'll be uh Interesting. I'll use that word. (laughs) We've got Seth Rollins defending the Universal title against The Fiend in a Falls Count Anywhere match, and this is the one that uh, WWE has said cannot be stopped for any reason. So if there's going to be a title change at this event, I think this is the one. Uh, Then we've got another uh, 20-man battle royal, which I seem to have on all these uh, crown jewel events. Uh, The winner of the battle royal gets a match against AJ Styles for the United States Championship that same night. So I would assume the battle royal will probably be your first match out of the gate, and then the U.S. title match will be uh, later on in the show. So uh, uh, let's get into some uh, some other WWE. Uh, news items here. Uh, apparently, rumors been going around this week that uh, now I know last week I mentioned about WWE trying to purchase pro wrestling Noah. Well, now apparently they've tried to purchase Dragon Gate. So WWE really wants to uh, get themselves established in Japan. Uh, and they're looking to buy uh, an existing promotion. Uh, to you know so that i'm guessing so that they have just something already established there and uh, pretty much turn it into uh, NXT Japan so who knows where uh, where that's going to go um, we'll have to wait and see but apparently WWE really pushing hard to uh, get themselves established in Japan and start up an NXT division there talking about NXT there's been more talk of taking NXT on the road on uh, out of full sale arena for uh, for their TV tapings uh, coming up in 2020, uh, apparently the feeling is that they're uh, that AEW is beating them in the ratings just because it's a uh, um, a bigger production, you know, because it is a traveling production. And they have the bigger arenas and things like that, um, which I mean, not not an unreasonable theory. So we'll have to see if they do start going on the road. Obviously, that's going to increase their production costs greatly uh, if they do start traveling week to week. So. We'll have to see. Like I said, it's just it's a rumor at this point. So uh, we'll have to see if anything comes of that. Uh, some kind of sad news. Xavier Woods apparently uh, is going to be out for up to a year. He was at a live event in uh, in Australia and suffered a torn Achilles tendon, which is just a, a just the thought of that is a crin- Is cringe worthy? It's just a horrible, horrible injury. Um, You know, Booker T even made the comment on uh, backstage that uh, Wood's career could potentially be over. I mean, this is the kind of injury that can end careers. Um, so we'll have to uh, have to see. I mean, Woods obviously, if you follow him on social media, he's optimistic. He thinks he's going to be back, and you know, it, it's not impossible. Guys have come back from torn Achilles before, so it's not like he's trying to do something unheard of. But uh, yeah, just uh, that's one one of the worst injuries that any athlete can have is a torn Achilles. So, uh, but he did have surgery to repair it. Surgery was successful, uh, so he's uh, rehabbing already. So hopefully, we'll see uh, Woods back in the ring at uh, some point. But yeah, it could be up to a year before we see him in the ring again. Uh, some other rumors going around is that uh, uh, releases are going to be coming in the near future for WWE. Now, of course, uh, they did let Eric Bischoff go from his duties as executive director of SmackDown um, last week. So, um, And WWE does do, you know, seems like yearly, um, just like a, a big round of releases, but... You know, again, there's been the talk that, uh, well, is not going to be releasing anybody because they don't want people, you know, popping up on an uh, AEW or, or NWA or Impact or whatever just because there's so many other options out there. WWE, I mean, has tried to lock down a majority of their talent to long-term deals ever since uh, the announcement of AEW. So how much truth there is to that particular rumor, I don't know, but there are, definitely a number of guys out there who would uh, be happy to take their release I mean guys like Mike Bennett Luke Harper um, uh, Jordan miles formerly known as ACH which we'll get into in a little bit there's a lot going on with that um, so we'll have to have to see how much truth there is in that rumor some other NXT rumors is that uh, the NXT talent not uh, not happy with uh, with their pay uh, apparently the uh, from what I read, the average NXT salary is about fifty-five thousand dollars a year, which is which is you know that's not chump change, but uh, you know compared to somebody on the main roster, that is a pretty you know pretty big uh, gap in there between NXT salary and uh, Raw or SmackDown salary. And apparently, they uh, they were promised uh, raises once NXT started on the USA network; those never came through. So a lot of uh, uh, Descent and a lot of unrest in NXT, and uh, yeah, getting into this next issue here, which has been uh, the biggest issue of this week, and it's just blown up over the last two days. Uh, Jordan Miles, formerly known as ACH uh, on the Independence and Ring of Honor, uh, put a post out on Twitter yesterday regarding uh, his uh, his t-shirt design, his original t-shirt design. Now, I'm sure you guys remember a couple months ago WWE basically released like 30-plus new t-shirts in one day for, uh, for NXT and Performance Center talent. And a lot of them were just god-awful designs, not a whole lot of thought put into them. It was pretty much just a basic t-shirt with some type of stylized uh, design of each wrestler's name and that was it. You know, no no real kind of graphics or pictures or anything. And you know, I get it. It's just it's a basic t-shirt. It's the the first shirt to kind of introduce these guys, guys and girls, excuse me, to the uh, the WWE audience. And uh you know a lot of uh a lot of the wrestling shirts out there that are so popular are are simpler designs you know so there's you know on paper there's nothing wrong with with a simple design on a on a black shirt nothing wrong with that at all if there's some type of thought put into the design and you're not just using different fonts for wrestlers names you know uh, and that's basically what uh what was done but uh the uh yeah, the uh, Jordan Miles T-shirt in particular. Now, the one that's currently out there, if you go on WWE Shop and uh, look up the Jordan Miles T-shirt, uh, the the current design kind of kind of looks like the uh, the Space Jam logo, if you remember the movie Space Jam with Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny. <laughs> but uh, that that's the current design that's out there. But apparently, the original design was something. Uh, yeah, just uh, it was it was bad. It uh, you know what it was was. Uh, it's It was supposed to look like a smile because that's Jordan Miles' thing. He's always smiling, always happy, and you know he hadn't established a character yet. Still, really hasn't because he hasn't had a whole hell of a lot of TV time other than the uh, the NXT Breakout Tournament, which he won. But uh, so, but you know his thing was his his smile. He's always smiling, always happy. So the design is supposed to be like a smiling mouth, and uh, his name in white lettering as. Teeth, I would assume, but the the way that it looks, the mouth part is red. Of course, the lettering is white on a black T-shirt is what was you know used in the advertisement, which is you know pretty much normal. Most wrestling T-shirts are black. I mean, you know, it's just uh, just the way it is. But uh, the uh, yeah, the design of it, uh, like I said, the uh, the red mouth. It was very reminiscent of uh, uh, um. A minstrel show, and if you guys aren't familiar with what that is, you know, look it, look it up, Google it. You'll find images, um, actors wearing blackface makeup with very exaggerated, either white or red makeup for the mouth, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, um, I believe it was Shad Gaspard actually put up a picture of the T-shirt side by side with a picture uh, from, um, actually, the picture he uh, used to compare it to was of a doll. Um, that was, you know, prominent back then as well, but, uh, you, you can see the, the similarities between it. So yeah, the, it, it was not an appropriate design. Was it intentionally racist? I don't know. I mean, people do some messed up things when they, you know, if they have that kind of prejudice, uh, but I'm not going to go so far as to say whoever designed this particular t-shirt had that exact thing in mind. Cause, you know, it, it's really unknown at this point. But uh, somebody somewhere, you know, should have seen this and said, um, you know what, I don't think that's an appropriate design. We need to change it up. And uh, WWE actually put out a statement saying that, you know, Miles was in on the design and he approved it and then came back later and asked, you know, that it not be, uh, that it be changed. And, uh, you know, apparently that that's... Not the whole truth. Uh, Miles came came out uh, earlier today, actually, shared uh, an email from uh, uh, WWE's merchandise department. Uh, apparently, Miles um, was led to believe, you know, no, oh, this is a design that Triple H wanted, and there's really nothing you can do about it, nothing Miles can do about it. And uh, so he just kind of accepted it, but then, you know... Um, came back with a, a counter design, which I'm assuming is the one that uh, eventually got produced. Now, uh, should be noted, none of these original T-shirts with the smile design were sold. But that it's really not the point. And there's been so many people criticizing him for uh, coming out about this and complaining about it, like, oh, he's lucky. He should be lucky. He just has a shirt. Well, no. You know, I, and that that's what so many people don't understand. It's like you don't get to tell people how they should feel that that's not how this works you know if he looked at that shirt and felt it was racist he he's allowed to feel that and he's not wrong okay i mean look look at the side-by-side comparison i mean you know maybe there are people who who are you know not knowledgeable in this kind of stuff and that's fine but rather than telling him oh he's crazy or he's stupid or he's reaching or any of this Try Try stepping into his shoes. Look at it from his point of view. Look find the point of reference that he's making you know, look at the side-by-side pictures that were posted online and and Try it's called empathy guys. I mean, you know, look at it from the other person's point of view rather than telling them what they think and what they feel is wrong and uh, You know that that's that's pretty much all I can say about it. I mean, you know, was the design? racially insensitive hell yes it was absolutely especially you know seeing the comparison to to what it you know um the the original yeah i'm not even sure what what word i'm looking for here but you know seeing the comparison pictures online to the the minstrel shows and the doll and and things like that it's clear as day at least it is to me You know, if you don't see it, I don't think you're looking hard enough. But, uh, you know, he he thought it was a racist design. I I don't think he's wrong in that feeling. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, you know, why did he wait so long to come out? Because those those T-shirts came out, like I said, a couple months ago, and the the email that he shared was from uh, uh, early September. And, I mean, guys, we're talking about the WWE. We're talking about the biggest wrestling-slash-entertainment company uh, in in the world, when it comes to uh, sports entertainment, quote unquote, and you know who who knows what kind of consequences somebody's got to deal with when they uh, the you know when they uh, go public with something like this or with their go public with their displeasure over something like this. So I, I'm sure it was a, a you know not an easy decision to make to say okay I'm going to call out my employer for being you know, racially insensitive and things like that. So yeah, it's not, uh, not a big surprise that, uh, he didn't come out the day after he saw this design and say, Oh, the, you know, WWE's racist and things like that. But, uh, you know, I personally, like I said, I don't think he's wrong in, in his, uh, in his perspective in this. And, uh, you know good on him for having the the guts to call him out you know and a lot of people are saying oh he's just doing it to get himself over and get his name out there and this and that and now his career is over well number one he's already over okay uh, ach has been over for quite a while and uh, he like i said he was the winner of the uh, the nxt breakout tournament so obviously somebody in uh in booking, you know, saw something in him for for him to uh, to win that uh, win that tournament, and uh, I I highly doubt his career is over. Even if WWE decides to release him over this, he's got plenty of places to go. So uh, yeah, I, I'm not thinking uh, not thinking that's quite an accurate statement saying that he uh, he killed his career because I really don't think he did, and he's got a lot of support online from uh, from all over the place, wrestlers, fans, uh, just everywhere so uh yeah this is definitely something to keep an eye on uh to see if uh, wwe is going to acknowledge it any further uh see what's going to happen with uh with ach i mean he even came out against uh, against ring of honor earlier today saying that you know they're they're no better um the only uh um african-american they've ever pushed has been Jay lethal and, and things like that so uh yeah um ach jordan miles whatever you want to call him you know uh not not holding anything back these last couple of days and uh you know good for him because what you know what's he got to lose really i mean you know once uh you know once all is said and done i mean the worst that can happen is wwe pulls him off tv and makes him sit out his contract at home and he's still getting paid so that you know that's worst-case scenario. There's also, like I said, the option they can uh, they can release him, and he's probably got 90-day uh, no-compete. Okay, fine, you sit home for three months, collect a paycheck, and then you, you move on to uh, AEW or Impact or NWA or New Japan or something. So, you know, I, I think ACH is going to be just fine. I don't think there's uh, anything to worry about there as far as uh, career-wise because the guy's got the talent to go pretty much wherever he wants to go. But, uh, yeah, definitely one that... Uh, uh, got to keep, uh, got to keep an eye on. So that's pretty much all I've got for this week. Um, I, I had a troll of the week until all this uh, ACH stuff broke, and uh, I, I just kind of have to give the group troll of the week award to all the morons who uh, are trying to tell ACH and anyone backing him up that oh you're wrong for thinking that, uh, you're you're wrong for feeling that. Like I said, guys, you you don't get to make that decision. You know, it's not up to anybody to tell someone else how to feel or how they should feel. You know, because, uh, I mean, it could be anything from this t-shirt to a television show to a billboard. I mean, who knows? Or or, or a, a, an ad in a magazine. It may offend one person and not offend another person. Well, you know, neither one gets to tell the other you're wrong for feeling that way. You know, people feel what they feel. So, uh and, you know, this is just another one of the uh, the negative things that the uh, the Internet has kind of empowered people to do, is you think you can, uh, or uh, a lot of people think they can, you know, dictate to other people what they should think and what they should feel and uh, tell them that they're wrong for for their own opinions and things like that. And it's just, it's more typical troll behavior. So, uh yeah, I don't have one specific troll of the week this week. I'll I'll save save the one I had for next week because it's uh, it's a good one. It's funny, but uh, you know the stuff. Uh, like I said, since the stuff with ACH broke, it's uh, just not 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 a laughing matter. So uh, I'll I'll save this week's troll of the week for next week unless uh, something better comes along. But uh, it's a good one, so it, it'll be worth tuning in next week for that. But uh, with that, I am gonna sign off. I hope everybody enjoys uh, Monday Night Raw tonight and the week of wrestling that uh, we've got coming up. So, uh, yeah, hope everybody has a great week. Uh, Enjoy Raw, enjoy SmackDown, enjoy NXT, AEW, and uh, just everything coming up. I want to remind everybody, too, uh, as always, about the uh, uh, WBR FanFest 2020 coming up next year in July. Uh, July 25th, 2020, head to WrestlingBehindRingside.com for uh, for your tickets and information and things like that. It's going to be a great uh, yeah great great convention slash fan fest. it be a lot of fun. So head over there, WrestlingBehindRingside.com to check that out. Also want to remind everybody to make sure you download the Podbean app, either on your phone, your iPad, whatever you got uh, so that you can check out my live play-by-play broadcast of Warrior Wrestling 7 coming up uh, Friday, December 13th, 7 P.M. central time uh it's broken up into three parts because Podbean only lets me do two hour uh, blocks for uh for live broadcasting but uh, i set up part one part two and then part three if necessary i'm not thinking it's going to go more than four hours but you never know stuff goes long sometimes but uh yeah this will be my very first live ringside play-by-play broadcast um it's gonna it just it's huge for me i can't can't wait! Uh, can't wait for it. it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, Warrior Wrestling's been uh, announcing a lot of a uh, lot of talent. Uh, I'm gonna, um, yeah, ne- coming up next week. I'm gonna break down the whole uh, talent lineup that they have, uh, uh, I believe they're gonna start announcing actual matches November first, so that'll be this Friday. But uh, yeah, they'll have. The uh, the full talent roster should be announced by next week, so I'm going to go through all that next week. But yeah, like I said, download the Podbean app. Check out the, uh, the live play-by-play broadcast starting on uh, Friday, December 13th, 7 p.m. Central Time. Should be a lot of fun. Like I said, my first time doing live play-by-play. It's a dream come true for me. This is something I've wanted to do for a very, very long time. And I have to give a huge thank you to Warrior Wrestling and uh, Steve Tortorello for giving me the opportunity to do this, for uh, for liking my idea of wanting to try this out, and uh, and giving me giving me the shot to uh, to do this. So, like I said, download the Podbean app, check out the live broadcast December thirteenth at 7 p.m. Central Time. So, with that, I am going to sign off for today. Thank you again to everybody for listening and subscribing on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, and any place else you find your podcasts. Make sure you're following on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and LinkedIn. All of those, it's at Shoot. Patreon.com slash CatchHookShoot for all your bonus content and free merchandise. ProWrestlingTees.com slash CatchHookShoot for all your t-shirt needs. And... Uh, shoot me an email at catchhookshoot at gmail.com with any questions comments or anything along those lines so with that i'm going to sign off hope everybody has a great week and i will talk to you guys soon